All right, and welcome back to the Student Leadership Podcast. This is the Overtime episode, and we are breaking down one of our favorite episodes yet. I, Come I, on now. For sure. This is great. Jordan literally was just talking the entire time. One of Jordan's time. favorite episodes yet. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly. honestly. Mike's the homie. Yeah. Mike Santiago. Oh, it is great. Make sure you listen to it because it was phenomenal. We're going to be breaking down a lot of that information. Uh, before we get into this today, we want to make sure that we remind you about mm. why you're listening to this podcast. It is to see Jordan's head shaved. Or maybe okay? just to hear my head being shaved because they can't see us. I don't want ASMR of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wait. Not, not just listening, though. Five-star reviewing this podcast. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the requirement. And we just have, uh, we had a big update just now on that before Jordan was like, guys, this is only going to go on for about a month. He has no confidence in you guys right now, okay? <laughs> Zero true. confidence. He looked me in the eyes and said, I'm not worried, okay? Is lying not a sin on this podcast? You, said, we just, you just said, I'm not worried, okay? Yeah, it's true. That part is true, okay? Yeah, don't play with me. But what we need you to do is open up whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on, go on, put five stars, because what you're doing is letting us know you like this, and what you're doing is letting Jordan know he's going to look great with a bald head. You're letting that's Jordan... Right actually fulfill one of his childhood dreams which is to look like me that's yes. right hey that's, that's an fact. adult dream that's now. what I mean like, like it's Aaron. not just a dream of a child yes i i do want to be like aaron i always thought it was in other ways but if it's in the head <laughs> so be it it's the only way apparently oh my goodness it's gonna be great so please just take a moment and do that but this was such a great podcast one of the things that he kept pointing us to was about the whole entire life that we have mm. thinking about things in a very long-term view um, and one of the questions he asked, or not asked, but just told us about was um, just things with his funeral, which I, I don't know how you guys felt about that. That like really challenged me, threw me off at first. Oh, I was yeah. like, I don't normally think about anything. I have never thought about that. I've, I don't I, know if I'm the only one here. I'm only 26. I've absolutely never thought about my funeral. Yeah, that's that's not like not a in the detail he does. He's no, like, he no, reads he's, his obituary yeah, every like day. He has the whole like plan for like the whole service of it. My goodness. Okay, but. so I I love that part of of the episode. And uh, and again, if you're just jumping into this episode, we're, we're talking about Mike Santiago, lead pastor, Focus Church in uh, I think Raleigh, North Carolina, right? But he was talking about how he wrote his epitaph for his funeral. I've actually done that. Whoa. Whoa. No yeah. way. So I have it here. If you guys, if you guys want to hear How it. How long is Ooh. it? It's just one little sentence. Is yeah. it one sentence? He didn't it's know. Just one can sentence. I, can I, I say, like, oh, I've done this. Here lies father. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, no. I was with, in, in one of a mentoring group I was in years ago. This was like actually a part of the whole like mentoring experience was, was what he was talking about. Like live your life with the end in mind. What do you yeah. want people to say about you? You know, when your life is over. And so we actually, um, this, this is going to sound kind of, kind of weird, but we actually went to a, uh, a grave site, wow. uh, Crazy. And, like cemetery. And, and you laid walked, in the, walked. in the casket. <laughs> they put you in the box. Yeah, there was, <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, we walked around, uh, for like an hour, just kind of praying and just kind of letting Holy Spirit speak to us. And then, you know, we all took time to kind of write out like, Hey, here's like kind of a short, concise statement of like, what my life is supposed to be all about. Okay, you got to read it now. You can't just take us all the way to okay, like the okay, that too okay, personal? Like, this is too personal. Like, no, 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 it's never not too mind. personal. No, okay. it's not too personal. Psych. So this is what I wrote that day, and I've never changed it since then. Uh, a husband, a father, a leader who left no person unloved, no moment unserved, and no dream unlived. We're going to end the podcast right there. <laughs> and I crying. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'm crying. Amazing. This I have in mind. Wow. Wow. I Can like we that. steal that or... 
Can you steal that? That's We're gonna copyright that. I want show that notes. one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll take to... what he got. <laughs> we should ask Mike what what his was. We never even ask him on an episode. Yeah, that's true. We'll bring uh, him back next time. Mike, could you leave us a five star review and put your epitaph in the review? That would be great. That would if be you're the listening. most random review. Wow. <laughs> I'm like I'm not gonna lie, Epitap. That's my first time ever even really like I feel like hearing that Epitat? word. or tap? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, what, what like, is that's that the word? thing. Do you not know either? No, I literally don't know. Okay, okay great. All of us were the same. We said that, and I was like, wow. How is it so I'm, much smarter? It's, it's Epitap. I was like, yes, yes, Epitap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Of course, what I was we thinking. all use that word. <laughs> yeah. Normal conversation. Jordan's looking it up right I'm now. I'm googling it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. All right. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, I don't have an ep, but I don't have a thing. Wow. Yeah, you I don't, don't either. A thing. I, I, I really it. wanted to hear from all of us, but Aaron, I, I feel like none of us are going to be able to top that. So, well, it's not obviously it's not about topping it. it. Obviously, and I know you say that like you know in a funny way, but but back to Mike's point. His point was that you live your life with a long view, mm-hmm. right? And which is very challenging to do. It's hard to develop the discipline to think that way and to approach every day of your life in that regard. And it's not, especially if you're a young person, high school student, college student, that's just not culturally the message that's being sent to you. It, you know, the message being sent to you is live your best life, live your best life. Now mm-hmm. go, go get your bag, go get your life, do it all and experience it all as quick as possible. Cause American culture has really marketed this idea that that your life really only has great value if you accomplish everything you need to accomplish in your in your teenage years or in your 20s and you know and after that forget it yeah you know? and mike has kind of given us the counter to that from a biblical example of elijah and elisha and talking about the value of like long-term view long-term habits you know committing to that yeah and even even like outside of the culture's influence i feel like at least for me, it's easy to be like, well, I got so much time left. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fit those things in. Like, I'll, I'll be able to make these things happen. Like, you just, you just aren't even thinking that way of yes. like, every day does add up and every moment does add up into what you're doing. I, I just tend to be a very here and now kind of guy too. So it's, that's unnatural for me to think beyond just right now and like the near future to think past that it's like especially i think especially for students when i was a student there's no way i was thinking past like this school semester at the max well, i don't know if that's just me yeah no no i gotta also think that even 20 years ago like 20 30 40 years ago it might have even been not easier to not live in the here and the now but i'll just say culture is so playing on our desire for here and now even more so than it was before oh yeah so probably a lot of people that would have been future thinkers or planners even the even the most rigorous among us are are unfortunately a product of tiktok brain and fast food lines you know what i mean quick fix dopamine hits so all of us to some extent are being moved towards like this idea of like, all I know how to do is live right here, right now and get quick hits. So it's like all of us probably struggle with that. Even those that wouldn't have 40 years ago. Yeah. I think when it, that day that um, I was talked about a moment ago, we were walking through the cemetery and which is such a weird thing. Like, no, we don't, we don't really do that unless you have like a very specific reason to do it. But I'm walking around and I'm, you know, I'm seeing like the tombstones of all these people. I don't know any of them. But one of the things that really gripped me was like, there were so many instances of a person's life, their entire life summarized on a tombstone with nothing but the date they were born, the date that they died and their name. 
That was it. That was all that was said about them. And that, that really kind of shook me in that moment, that kind of that feeling of like, wow, this, this is coming for all of us. The end is coming for all of us. That's, you know, one of the few guarantees we have in life, right? We're going to die. And I got this one life to live and I want to, I want to make it count. And that it, it was, it was probably one of the most helpful, like learning experiences, mentoring experiences for me when we went through that, that whole exercise. And it, and it really gripped me to kind of think long-term. It helped me. It almost forced me to think long-term. Have to. Yeah. When you're in a setting like that, man, I have a homework assignment. <laughs> I feel like this is for me. I'm like feeling convicted. Like, whoa, I think I need to. Okay. This is going to be like, Anz, I got a great idea for a date. Let's, let's go <laughs> oh, take a okay. You know, what's funny is I recently, this is going to go slightly off topic. I'm going to make it so quick. Recently, I've been playing Pokemon Go again. Yes. And the most amount of Pokestops are in a cemetery. Oh, so my. I would just walk through and it's like, yeah. I mean, now I'm like, oh, wow. I, I need to reframe perspective that it's. I don't know where I'm even well, going it's, with it's this. Not there, it's, it's not there for Pokemon. You could no, actually yeah. Yeah, get I'm something like, I've spent a lot of time in a cemetery, but probably not for in the, the right enlightenment. Yeah. yeah, you're not spinning <laughs> Pokestops. Okay, okay. The, I do not want the podcast to go in a direction where all we talk about is is this one thing. But I also just want to point out, Aaron, like walking slowly through a funeral caused him funeral excuse me through like a a cemetery caused him to kind of slow down and think about life and it's crazy that like our deepest thoughts sometimes do come when we do slow i again i don't want to talk exclusively just like go on a huge rabbit trail on slowing but it is like sometimes in the shower or on car rides or on the bus or like just moments that we slow down we do start to think about our life it's like there is more than just these quick short-term pleasures there is more but i'm moving too quick to sometimes think like that yeah Man, this is a very sobering thought, especially thinking through the story, even with uh, Elijah and Elijah here, of what he's he's talking about. Um, here's the thought I even want to put out to you guys right here. Um, it's the question of how do we actually surrender our future to, to Jesus? Because there's times whenever we're able to look at it and go like, all right, I want Jesus as my savior, but we're not always as comfortable making him our Lord, which is the tension we have to like live with a, a both. Um, and the story with Elijah and Elisha, the, the part that whenever Elijah comes over and he puts his cloak on, on top of Elisha, Elisha then like his response is not to go like, oh my gosh, this is like so cool. Maybe I'll do something with the future. What he goes and does is burns basically his like, all of his like job and his, his like, future, work his livelihood. Yeah. yeah he yeah. like kill the ox, burn the plow. Yeah, exactly. And that for him is a statement of saying, all right, I'm now submitting my future. Now here's the thing. We're not necessarily saying that all and everybody is going to completely just, I'm submitting my future to God and I'm going to go live in another country as a missionary. God has a specific plan for you, but how do we submit a lot of our future? And we're going to talk practically mm-hmm. in a minute on that, but quickly, like, how do you, how do you submit your future to God? Okay. My first thought, which is not always my best thought, but that's mm-hmm. what we do. That's podcasts. what I was, I, I was thinking the exact same <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, actually. Right. I think sometimes submitting your future feels really hard and abstract. Are you submitting your present? Mm-hmm. Because you will Ooh. accidentally end up submitting your future if you submit your present. So it's like, I don't really know about like what I'm going to do in five years. And sometimes it feels overwhelming. Am I submitting? Am I being obedient to the Bible that I know? Am I yeah. being obedient to the mentors that I have? Like you, your, your act of submission, which is no less painful doing it now than in five years by the way like it still hurts and is not fun to surrender and submit those things to god surrender now though win the day you win the year you win the week you know so i don't know part of part of me is like maybe i don't know the answer to that but i'll start with i probably am i 
surrender to Jesus right now, what he wants to do in my day now. Yeah, and you even you even hit on something even with that of surrendering is not something that is just like a one person, one action that you do by yourself sometimes. You talked about the surrendering to my leaders. Hmm. A lot of the times surrendering to your future is not going to be just surrendering um, by saying like you up at the altar and praying and going like, okay, God, like I give you my future. Like just, just being quite honest, like there's a lot of things I've said in a worship service that then even later that night, my actions look completely different. Mm-hmm. There's action you have to take to actually make that surrender a reality, even in surrendering to leaders. So I'm yeah. a, I am I know we kind of talked ahead of time. So let me push that even further on you. Is it challenging even to surrender to a leader in, in form, like doing that, even surrendering my future? Well, yeah, well, by, by surrender, you mean I'm not in control. And Jordan Cleric loves control, right? <laughs> so it's like, we all yeah, do. We all it's, do. Exa- it's hard. Yes, it's hard to to but why, surrender. Why? What, what's the hard part of it, though? Because I like control. I like to. I I know what I want to do, and I want to do it. And sometimes, quite honestly, God asks me to do a lot of things that I don't want to do. Mm. That in my flesh, I'm like, this doesn't sound fun or fulfilling or something that I think might be fulfilling. God's like, I'm telling you, it's not. And I'm like, are you sure about that? You know what I mean? Like, are we are we totally sure? Um, I, you know, long term, you can see, wow, God, you protected me from those things. But yeah, surrender is difficult because I'm self and want to be me and want to do what I want to do. And by very definition, you're saying, nope, I don't have the right to do everything I want to do. I think we have this idea that when God comes and he asks us to make the big surrender, the big commitment, do this with your life, right? Whatever that is, whether that's a, a call into ministry or a call to minister, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Um, we think like that's what surrender is. And when that moment happens, I will say yes. Mm. And I think Mike was, was kind of poking at the idea that if you don't wake up every day and say yes mm. and start every day with surrender, God, I give you this day, I get, I'll be obedient to you today. Then you actually never will. You're not preparing yourself to actually say yes and follow through on it when God does ask something that seems significant. So I loved like the focus um, that he gave us and how practical that was to just say, you got to start every day that way and you have to live every day that way. Yeah. The more I'm processing this, Jordan, I know you said like, I don't know, like this is my first thought. Like, is it just like I have to surrender my, you know, my present? I'm like, is there any other way to do it? Like, I can't surrender any moment other than right now. Yeah. Because when I get to the future, I have to surrender it then yeah it's the present at that point yeah Yeah. it's the present i I know this sounded like weird and meta but it's like every every moment i have to live surrendered or else i i am at risk of not surrendering my future like i have to i have to then clothe myself in surrender like this is just who i am and how i have to behave and act okay and think so so then let me let me get even more practical i think the hardest part for me about surrender is i think that i have a right to certain things. And something we talk about at the college ministry that I lead is that leaders lose rights, or maybe we could say surrenderers have to lose rights. Like there are things that I feel like because I'm an American, because I'm Jordan, because whatever, that I have a right to. Things like I have a right to leisure time. I have a right to feel happy. I have a right to 
good sleep. I have a right to be respected. I have a right mm. to, well, then when God starts to put his fingers on things, I'm like, oh, I was disrespected by this person, so I now have a right to gossip. Or, or you know, oh, I've just had a hard week. No one else works as hard as me. I have a right to sleep in a little bit more. Like I, But I think God is saying, are you willing to surrender those rights? Like, no, Jordan, you don't have a right to act however you want if you're surrendered and submitted to me. You give me those rights. Like, I no longer have a right to live the way that I want to. Jesus died What for me. What do I do in surrender or submission to him? I die for him. So I think, I think probably the most practical thing is what rights are you holding on to saying, I refuse to let this go and surrender this to God because I have a right to it. Yeah, and it goes back to kind of that who's actually the Lord of your life. Yes. Is it actually you or is it actually Jesus? Because it's very easy to ask Jesus to take away my sins. Yeah. It's very... Savior. Yeah. It's very hard for me to say like, okay, you take away my sins. I give you my future. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's that's not an easy... And I even think of like just even the surrender that Jesus had of like the the moment of surrender of in the garden of him praying and him being like, this is not an not easy Not my will, decision. but yours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's. I love the humanity of that moment. Yeah. Even Jesus showing, I mean, he's fully God, yet fully man, but showing us like there's this internal battle that happens for all of us where we're battling against our wish, wishes, our desires, mm. you know, our desire for control. I think you said it really well, Jordan, you know, versus what, what is God's will for my life? And that's surrender and that's everyday surrender. Yeah. Even comfort too, like comfort in America is, oh, yeah. I don't want to do anything uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm an introvert not just I don't a, want to do anything. This. Surrender is not only an issue of like morality. Yes. Right. Absolutely. It's, it, 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 it should biblically touch every aspect of one's life. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, I want to circle back to this again though, because I feel like if you are a, a student leader and you are somebody that is stepping into leadership role, you're probably recognizing there's the tension that you have to submit under another leader. And I'm going to circle back to this again, just because it's so, so vital that you learn how to submit to Jesus through other people. Mm. I'm curious at what some of the other challenges are that you guys even like face of like, that, or you have faced of, this is, this is challenging. Like, and I, and I've been in that spot too. And I've realized for myself, what I have to do is I have to actually surrender fully. And for me, I have to kind of put it in like the mindset of like, uh, imagine like you're standing at the edge of a pool. Like I can't just be like having like my feet in. I have to actually get all the way in. I have to fully listen. I can't just say it and then go behind their back and talk about how bad of a leader that was. One of my mentors used to always, used to always say to me, submission isn't submission until you disagree. Yes, Ooh. that's a hundred percent. And that, and I think that's where this issue in submission, surrender, they mean the same thing in this context. That's what you run into when you start to serve in ministry, you start to become a leader, you start to serve another leader. There's going to be moments where you just disagree and you, and typically your disagreement is not even based around uh, something that's um, an issue of ethics or morality. Yeah. It's just typically a disagreement on preferences. A hundred percent. Yeah. And are I, you willing to submit those? That's, that becomes the yeah, question. Yeah. That, that is like where it, it's like, uh, when, when you come, when someone comes to you, my, a mentor comes to me and says, Hey, these things. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's then on me to then trust and, and then release that control. And that's hard for me. I think like when we're talking about submitting, like, trusting and releasing control and maybe seeing like they are able to see, see things I can't see. That's hard for me. Like that's it's still, hard for everybody. That's still hard for me. Yeah. And especially when it's like, 
wait, what? That's you're saying this like this is me. This is what you're like that. That coming to realization is still hard for me. Um, but it's I think as I'm having it happen more, I'm just starting to say they're probably right. <laughs> yeah, because they've been right so often, which so is it's a like, sign of maturity and growth right in a person in you in this instance, Caleb, but it's a sign of maturity that you wrestle with it and then you submit. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you wrestle does not indicate immaturity. It just indicates there's a, there's a collision of preferences. Hmm. That's all that it means. The quicker you can surrender that, that's what shows where you're at uh, as far as maturity or your will, your unwillingness to surrender it. That's when it ultimately indicates there's a great immaturity in one's life in this moment. Yeah. Think, and, oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, just to speak then for, 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 for like from personal experience for me of like, I think the way that I get to a better place of where I can more consistently surrender is by asking good questions to the person who is mentoring me or that I need to submit to. So it's like, let's, let, let's wrestle through it. Like if I don't understand, it's not just like, sir, yes, sir. Like I got it. That's usually when I get frustrated or when I like don't actually submit, but I give them lip service and tell them I'm submitting. It's like through the questions and really like digging in and honestly, probably even sometimes like asking questions that are probably dumb and embarrassing to ask, but at least I get to a place where I can, uh, you know, at least understand what they're saying and then submit there. You're, you're describing a scenario in which uh, a, a mentor or a leader or someone is asking you to do something you disagree with. Mm -hmm. And so submission is, is difficult to Aaron's, you know, quote that he said his, his, was it a mentor yeah. told you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, another scenario that I think submission, and we do not have time to get into this, but I'll just, I'll just say one that's, that's hard for me is I think mentors or even a process that I'm submitted to requires me to be honest consistently mm. and honest with myself, honest about what's really going on. Something as simple as, have you read your Bible every day? Mm. Then, then, okay, uh, I can lie. Yep. I can exaggerate, uh, mostly, or I can look in the mirror and be honest and say, yeah, I did it twice. I did it none. That would be an answer a lot of times. I did it none of the times. And so I think, I think something that's hard about submission that I see also is like, it requires honesty about the parts that I want to ignore about myself. I want to be like, I didn't, but let's not talk about it. It's not the big deal. And it's not like that's a reflective of how I'm actually doing. So I, I, I hate and love the processes that I put myself in or the mentorships or the systems or accountability. You ever start a group chat? Hey, let's all read our Bible together. And then, and then some Johnny's out here reading seven days a week. And you're like, freak me. Uh, like now I gotta be honest, but I think those systems of submission or accountability are so good because it helps us to see ourselves clearly. Yeah. I think you said like the key word here on a lot of this is consistency. So what we're talking about is not just, you know, think about the future once or, you know, pull this podcast out like once a year and then like think about it or even be submissive once a year. Whenever you do it once, it's going to feel really rough. It's going to feel hard. But as you build this, you're going to realize that you're building muscles that you didn't even know that you had inside yeah, of you. So, And that reminds me of what Mike was saying about things like scripture reading and prayer. <laughs> I mean, I love, he, he made the comment, um, read your Bible until God speaks to I you. I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so going to preach that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so good. But, but the, in the, the more consistent you are in things like the more consistent you are in spiritual disciplines, like prayer or like right. scripture, the more you will gain from them 
and the quicker you will hear God speak to you. There is this process where you start out and you're like, it's awkward. It's clunky. I read. I don't understand. I pray. I don't even know what to pray, what to say. And the end result is like, I feel like I'm getting nothing out of this. So why should I put anything into it? Cause I'm not getting anything out of it. That's right. a very normal, natural way to feel about mm-hmm. it. But that's no different than Mike's illustration of like, you went to Planet Fitness, you did one curl with yeah. the, the bicep curl right, and then right. you're like, well, nothing happened. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. The more consistent your spiritual disciplines, the more they will produce fruit for you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Students, we believe in you. That's why we're here. And even these stories that we're reading about in the Bible are people that were close to your age. So really take this to heart, take those steps to be consistent, submit to your leaders and know that we are here for you. If you ever want to reach out, we believe in you and we want to see God's best for your life in your future. We'll see you on the next one.